Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Art of Awesome, episode number 105. So I started treating the plate as my canvas, right? So I made sure that it's uh, beautiful and people were really eating it with their eyes first kind of thing. And um, my best thing is, because I don't really see the guests as much because I'm always in the kitchen prepping things. But with the pandemic, when we couldn't, um, well, it was limited. When winter came, we had to move inside and it was really limited. So we only had a couple tables inside. Then I got to hear what people were saying and um, their emotions when they saw it or their reactions. And that was just warmed my heart. So if we made the plate and the girls took it out, it was like this. It's like quiet and they come into the room and it's like, oh, oh, because they love what they saw. And it's like, oh, good. You know, I, I captured them. And then it was quiet. I'm like, oh. And then like, mmm, mmm. And I'm like, yay. So I did my happy dance in the kitchen. And it's like, oh, I, this is why I do it, you know. Hit it. That's what I'm talking about. Wait. Okay, now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Welcome to the Art of Awesome. My name is Nick Troutman, and I'm a professional athlete, entrepreneur, family man, and adventure seeker. My goal is to share with you stories, knowledge, and inspiration as we continue on the journey together, searching for that secret sauce to producing awesome results in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to The Art of Awesome. I am your host, Nick Troutman, and this is the show where we search for that secret sauce to success and the difference between the average and the awesome. As always, today is another Monday, and we've got another deep dive interview. And yeah, I'm pretty excited to bring on today's guest, being that uh, she's been a neighbor of my parents for the last six years, and someone that I've got to know um, personally quite well. And yeah, just she has a very unique story and I'm very excited to share it with you. Today, I get to talk with Kasia Meiske as she shares her incredible story of becoming an entrepreneur, starting a business, chasing her dreams, all in the midst of a pandemic and the obstacles that she has overcome, the fear that she has um pushed past. And yeah, it's just, there is so much advice that she shares within this uh, podcast. She even says how she was nervous to even come on the show and speak publicly. um, And she overcame that fear. And yeah, honestly, this is one of the most jam-packed shows ever that just has so much great life advice. And it's not even that she's preaching it. It's that she's just sharing what she has overcome in her story and how this really can translate to pretty much anybody in anything that they want to do and and how to chase your dreams. And yeah, very, very inspiring story. And and I'm very excited to share it with you guys today. So let's wait no longer and jump right into it. Here is Kasia Meiske. First off, Kasha, thank you so very much for joining me here on the Art of Awesome podcast. Well, I feel very humbled and honored that well, you asked me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm stoked, first of all, that that we're able to do this. Uh, you've been a neighbor of 
um, my my parents for I don't know how how many years have you been? It's been six years already, and only six years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> six years. There we go. Well, you've got a pretty amazing story, Kasia. Uh, you've come over from Poland to Canada several years ago. Uh, you learned English and all that jazz, and then recently, what I'm most intrigued about and and, and what I'd really like to ask you a lot about is. You have been thriving here as an entrepreneur starting uh, Cash's Gourmet Kitchen during a pandemic of all things. So kind of tell us a little bit of how that idea came about and, you know, where does the idea to start a business during a pandemic and how'd that go for you? Yeah. Well, the story actually starts, I would say, uh, maybe when we first moved here to... um, to our village, and um, there was no bakery in here. Right. And I was like, hmm, and where am I going to get bread? Like, oh, okay, how hard is it to make bread? And then I love sourdough. I'm in love with sourdough. And then I learned the technique, and I just fell in love with it. It's just so therapeutic and relaxing, and it's like amazing. So once I made the sourdough bread, I couldn't stop. So then I started sharing it. And then my neighbor said, well, why don't you post it on line and see if anybody else wants it and I said okay and I never been online I electronics is not my forte kind of thing so I asked my husband if he can give me a hand and he showed me Facebook I'm like well this thing is not very friendly but sure <laughs> and uh, oh my gosh it was just like a pandemic almost it was like a disease I sent the post and I had huge response I'm like oh my god it was actually scary I said oh my gosh people know I'm here now and the people know everything (laughs) and um, that's how it started and then I said okay what oh and then somebody came in and asked Catherine do you do dinners I said well pastry is my passion but Mm -hmm. I could do dinners and that's how it started on a Tuesday I started making dinners so first um, it was more of a lesson, actually. Uh, well, I am a learner, right? Like if I don't learn something a day, it's almost a day wasted. Okay, <laughs> like I'm gonna go back and back and back how this whole thing started because the story is actually quite long, I guess. Um, so okay, I need to learn something every day. So if I do the Tuesdays, why don't I actually learn a skill? And I started following the best chefs around on the internet. And I started learning this skill. And I was following the Michelin star um, chefs. And that's how I practiced. And just even working with different spices that I never did. And by things I was intimidated, I was just pushing my limits of what I can do. And I had a crowd maybe of 20 people that would come every Tuesday and get the meal. But they crowd kind of started increasing. So now I couldn't do what I always wanted to do. And then pandemic came. And my friend who is into travel and tourism, she lost eight months of her work. So she approached me and she said, Catherine, when we can meet again and I can um, do something, do you think can help me? I said, sure. And that's what happened. Um, She bought an inn. In the meantime... And we have another friend. She owns um, an organic farm. So three of us got together and said, what can we do? What if we make a dinner for people? And it was August of 2020. So pandemic already started in March, right? Kind of thing, right? So we were able to meet outside. 
So she has a nice patio. Actually, she finished the patio. And um, so Brenna, my friend, brought me the veggies from her farm. We looked at them. Okay, what are we going to make out of it? And that's how it started. And it was amazing. Oh, my goodness. The response to the dinner was great. And we went for, we called it farm to fork dinners. And um, and people were longing to be outside and be together. So we had to follow all the rules that we had to follow. But it was just, if you ever felt pure joy, I'm not sure what's that in your life. Yeah, This was for me. I was like a little kid jumping up and down and clapping my hands. You know, I was, like, awesome. I was almost emotional. I was like, yep. I don't want to get emotional now. But yeah, it was just, um, it was amazing. And um, so actually prior to pandemic, um, I started a journal and I did not know that we we're going to do those farm to fork uh, dinners. So there's a beautiful series on Netflix. It's called Chef's Table. Yep. And I love the inspiration that I got from it and just people, how, what the food means to them. You know, um, it's not just that I make food. I think of it as I nourish people and I always put my heart into it. And I think that's why people maybe love it so much. Um, and my personality, and also my background um, in education is I'm an artist. So I studied fine arts and art history and psychology and whatnot. So at school, they would push us to look outside of the box for mm-hmm. um, items, you know, in nature, anything, and then work from it. Um, I have some friends um, who are not always able to go get Uh, items or whatever so they really had an idea or no first they would find something and then the idea would come to them and some of the artists would work they would have beautiful set of paints and then the canvas and you know it was easier Mm -hmm. for them because they had an idea they could just do it so I started treating the plate as my canvas right so I made sure that it's uh, beautiful and people were really eating it with their eyes first kind of thing and um, my best thing is because I don't really see the guests as much because I'm always in the kitchen prepping things but with the pandemic when we couldn't um, well it was limited when winter came we had to move inside and it was really limited so we only had a couple tables inside then I got to hear what people were saying and um, their emotions when they saw it or their reactions and that was just warmed my heart so if we made the plate and the girls took it out, it was like this. It's like quiet and they come into the room and it's like, oh, oh, because they love what they saw. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, good. You know, I, I captured them. And then it was quiet. I'm like, oh. And then like, mmm, mmm. And I'm like, yay. So I did my happy dance in the kitchen and it's like, oh, I, this is why I do it. You know, it just gives me such pleasure and such joy. It just, yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, I love that story. And I love how it all started, one, with you just wanting to, to bake, ba- uh, bake bread. And that probably came, I, I imagine that in Poland, that there was just more bakeries. And and here in Canada, like bakeries isn't really a thing. And again, I've been fortunate enough to, to travel to Europe and having those, I mean, bakeries are everywhere, but you've got the same, like you've got your butcher, your baker. The joke is like the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. But, um, but you've got all these small shops, whereas like 
in North America, I think just a combination of just the vast size of the country and, and obviously we're talking about Canada here in, in particular, but um, you you get more like large scale shops. You get shopping malls, you get, you know, the Walmarts and Canadian Tire and, and those shops in, it, throughout here. But um, you're kind of missing a lot of that small town shop and, and the personality that comes along with it. Um, so one, I think that's awesome that, that you just kind of decided to start that and, and run with it. And then obviously the, the huge success that came with that. Um, and then I also personally love your relationship to art and cooking because I too dabble. I'm nowhere close to your skill level as, as an artist or as a, as a chef, baker, any of that kind of stuff. But, um, but I like to dabble with both of those. I like art and I, I like to paint and draw and then I like to cook. And, and a big part of why I love cooking so much is I get the same joy from cooking as I do with art and, and painting or drawing where I feel like mm-hmm. what you're saying, you know, the, the dish is, is my canvas and the difference is, is instead of looking at the painting being finished, being like, cool, that turned out pretty good. With cooking, I get to eat it and I'm like, oh, not only did it look good and it turned out great, but this tastes really good and I get mm-hmm. to enjoy it like on a whole new level. Um, so yeah, I just, I love that you're combining those two passions together. Um, and then obviously, you know, you've had great success. You, you've won some different awards with your uh, farm to fork what do you call it? A restaurant, a catering? Like what's the, what's the definition? Cause it's not really any of that. It's, it's something unique on its own. It's like an experience that's separate from all of that, but part of it all together. You, you know what? Go back even to your other questions. Um, your comment on the little shops and whatnot. Um, it's pretty amazing because we moved from Toronto area. It would not be, possible for me to do it in Toronto. It's just too much competition and, you know, just everything is such a big scale. Right. And really, here I could go to the nearest town and open a restaurant, but I want this village to be a destination place. Mm -hmm. And if you look around, uh, even your drive to the next city, you're driving through farms. I can go down the road and get a fresh chicken. I can go down the road and get beef, you know. There is milk um, farms all over. And just having everything under your fingertips, it's pretty amazing. So that's why the farm to fork happened because we only source local. And if we can't have local, then we make it, you know? So I learned how to make cheese because, you know, sometimes you can't get the cheese. That's awesome. Um, so just the skills that you acquire because, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's awesome. And going back to the question, um, asking where is this is going, you were asking if I am a restaurant or uh, that's what it was about. Um, that's my next um, my, I think that's my next step. Um, I'm trying to figure it out where is this journey taking mm-hmm. me and what do I want from it? Um, when I moved here and I was unpacking, my friend came over and she says, oh, Catherine, let's go for a coffee. And I said, okay. And she took me to the nearest town, which is 25 minutes away. I'm like, really? There's nothing around here? She goes, no. I'm like, what? And that's when my wheels started to turn. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, this little village is so beautiful. And during summertime, it booms with tourism and people come biking and using the river. And like, oh, this town needs a little thing. You know, this village needs um, a little cafe. Mm-hmm. And then talking to people, they were saying, yes, yes, yes. So that's also, that's how my 
adventure with cooking and baking started, you're like, what if I, okay, I'll start and see if people even like it. And they love it. But now I'm st- not stuck, but um, I'm doing my Tuesdays, feeding the people. But then, okay, I do, I, I need more. Mm-hmm. I, I want something more. I need to grow. I can just stick to my Tuesdays. And then um, the inn started with the, with the dinners. And it's like, oh, this is my outlet because now I can again be creative. Uh, from there, I did a few weddings and both or both, no, two of those weddings were really specific. Um, the bride and groom were vegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had lots of allergies. They didn't do gluten and they didn't do oils. I'm like, oh, I love the challenge. And they asked if I could do it. I said, sure, I can do it. What am I going to do? I don't know. I'm going to make the, re- like, I'm going to do the research. And that's another awesome part that everything I do, I just do research, research, research before I even come up with a recipe. So I learned that there's a great demand for gluten. And, you know, it's not because it's a fashion statement that people say, oh, you know, I'm not going to do gluten. People actually do have allergies and they actually, you know, do get sick from eating certain foods. And uh, I'm like, well, this is something I could do. And actually gives me a great joy and, you know, that I can provide this. And, um, yeah, so this is one of the aspects that I'm trying to do. Even my, well, I have, another funny thing is that when I do my recipes, I don't repeat them. So every dinner we have, I never cooked that meal before. So wow. it's, I always take a risk. I'm like, okay, what can go wrong? Everything I put in this pot is edible, right? So it has to come <laughs> out. <laughs> I so love that. It's like the Friends episode. What's not to like when Rachel mixes the um, truffle with, you know, the meat yeah. pie? She goes, what's not to like? Meat? Good. <laughs> Cream? Good. So, no, like, so I took Joey's advice. Like, what's not to like? You know, everything I put in is edible. So... Never a catastrophe happened yet, mm-hmm. which is great, but there were great things that came out of it. And you're like, oh, this is like, I'm going to keep this recipe forever now because this is amazing. And because of my uh, background, I'm from Poland. Um, I used it, actually, I call it my superpower. Um, so I, this is my, uh, that's how I honor my parents and my grandparents by using uh, my heritage in my dishes. So I have few heritage dishes that I actually do repeat, which is pierogi, um, schnitzel, uh, cabbage rolls. And this is my comfort food. This is how I grew up. But now the people around me that never even tasted some of it, they love it too. And they can't wait when I have, you know, a pierogi fest or they can't wait when there's a cabbage roll. And there's just the feedback that I get. The best thing is when somebody eats something and then they will say, Oh, it just tastes like my mom used to make. Or it's like, oh, it's like my grandma used to make. And that just warms my heart. And it's just like awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That that is awesome. That's so awesome. It's like the highest level of, you know, um, amazement. And it's just, yeah, it's awesome. That is Yeah, I don't use that word much. Awesome. (laughs) But only like in specific. uh, Like when you're on this podcast. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I went for that, yeah. But um so where's my next step with this? Um, I would love to open a cafe. The hesitations that I have, that I like being a freelance in a sense, because this gives me opportunity to work on so many different things. If I have a restaurant, I will be grounded. Like you can take your business and you can teach kids all over the world how to kayak and you can have your school anywhere in the world, really. 
if I open a shop, then I don't want to be grounded from nine to five or, you know, but I do want to nourish people and I want that community and I want to see them and I want them to have a place where they can just go and relax and talk and meet, right? Uh, so I just, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go with this next, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. Well, I like, I like where you're at already because you do have that flexibility in the sense mm-hmm. that it's almost like a restaurant, but you, you started it online, which I don't even know if that's really like, I don't know if you're on the forefront of that or what, but, uh, I, I find it pretty amazing, especially for like gourmet meals. Like I, I know that you could obviously like Uber eats and, and different things like that, but, uh, to have gourmet meals that are like cooked and prepped and, and essentially, either you just come and pick them up uh, is pretty amazing for all the listeners out there. Also, if you haven't tried uh, Cash's kitchen or Cash's gourmet kitchen food, it's uh, phenomenal. I've, I've had many, many dishes and many desserts. Uh, and it truly is uh, an, an artistic experience, both uh, for your eyes and your taste buds. It's, it's pretty amazing um, where to go. I don't know if I, uh, gosh, I think having a cafe around here would be pretty cool. It would be, um, and I think now that you've, I mean, with the awards that you've won already and, and just how quickly it's taken off, I I would foresee uh, great success in that. But again, I don't, I don't want to push any direction. I'd say go with whatever your gut instinct is. One thing that I did want to ask just from listening your, to your story is I want to know from your opinion whether you consider yourself... Um, someone who's willing to take on risk or, or somewhat risk averse because your story sounds like pretty, some people would say like, Oh, I want to start, you know, a restaurant or a cafe or all this stuff. But, Oh, and then that, like that, what I call like the demons of the mind kick in and you start having negative self-talk. Like I can't do that, whatever. But one, you, you took on that challenge, but you also mitigated it a little bit too, where starting off like, Oh, I'm just going to make some bread and see if anybody wants it. And then you're like, oh, I'll just, I'll try this and see if anybody wants it. But then at the same point, you're also doing other risky things that that are like, oh, I'm going to make, one, I'm going to make meals that I've never cooked before. Two, I'm going to make meals out of like ingredients that I don't even know what I'm going to get until a couple days before, you know, the the meal or, or the, the night or whatever. Like, there's just a couple things about it that I would look at and be like, wow, that's, somebody would look at that and be like, that is super risky. So how do you kind of like, what would you consider yourself? Thank you for asking this question because, okay, um, people think it's just so glamorous and so wonderful and, you know, it sounds like so much fun doing it, but you have to work your butt off where I'm going with this. Anywho, I also started this because a really close friend of mine or family member I uh, was dealing with mental illness. Mm-hmm. So I said, if I do stay home and I do cook, then I have more time for that person. And if they um, need my help or anything, I can always be there for them. So that was also um, why I did this. And um, in the meantime, to help that person, I went on and researched just about fear. Mm-hmm. And what's the difference between um, fear and danger? Fear is fake, really. It's something in your mind where danger is real. Mm-hmm. And you know what, that research um, helped me to actually face my fear. Coming here today and talking to you, you think it was easy? <laughs> my goodness, never. And um, and yes, the self, 
uh, doubt and mm-hmm. the you know the talk you know, like oh you can do this and why would he talk to you and blah blah blah. You just yeah it's like I'm not even gonna get those thoughts near me because they're fake. Mm-hmm. You know it's I do believe in myself. I know who I am and I know I can do this and I'm gonna do this. You know I'm gonna I'm gonna face it. So I learned through this whole process to jump in the deep water. You know what? I can't swim. <laughs> but my father always tells the story. That's how he learned to swim. He was in the military. Everybody had to go jump in the water and swim. They just pushed him in and that's it. You know, he swam. Yep. So I said, what's the worst? The thing, I, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? Um, so actually right now, I'm in my, what, mid-40s, I guess. And this whole thing started also was my husband's. Um, when we moved here, he had a bucket list. I never thought about a bucket list. Mm-hmm. Like, so he goes, oh, he always want to have bees. And guess what? Within a year, we moved here. He built himself hives and he had beautiful bees and we had honey and everything, right? And then he goes, oh, okay, what else is on your bucket list? He goes, oh, I want to have chickens. I'm like, really? Okay, so he built himself a chicken coop and now he has chickens and he inspires people around beach work to get in trouble and get chickens. <laughs> like my parents. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I was like, so then that made me think, okay, what's my bucket list, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, then I had a close friend um, die. They never went to their retirement. And I know they had so many plans to do. I'm like, you know what? Why do I have to wait until I retire to do something I love or something I really want to do? And like, you know what? I'm just going to start it now. And that's how this baking adventure started also. Because you know what? This was one thing on my bucket list. And I said, what if I never get to my retirement age? You know, what if something happens and you're like, I'm just going to start now. And I'm that. glad I did because I'm having the best time of my life, you know, and it's never too late to start. You know what else I want to do? I want to be a ballerina. I'm going to dance on stage one day, you know, and I have those weird quirky dreams. I want to, you know what I want to do? What else? I want to carve monuments at the cemetery. You know, I don't know why, but the death and, you know, the life is short and you have to live it to the fullest. Um, but there is death at the end. And I have a lot of close friends that did pass and it just opens your eye about, you know, death and life. And I was uh, reading about that a lot as well. And I'm not scared of it. You know how we're talking about mm-hmm. fear and whatnot. You're kind of ready. And then, you know, you just make sure that you do your best every day and when you go to sleep that you don't have any regrets regrets, or um, you don't own anybody anything and you don't you're not um, that you're in peace with everybody because you mm-hmm. never know when you if you open your eyes next day or not yeah um, so that aspect um, of learning about fear and just taking the risk and you know what if I I run on adrenaline like those Tuesdays, so funny because my husband saw how joyful this is for me and what it does. And he goes, why don't you do it every day? And my son looked at him and said, she would die. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's like the exhaustion at the end of the day, because it's nonstop. I start, I don't, I forget to drink sometimes, which is not good. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's almost like a little balloon. When you let it go, go and I just sit down, it's like, oh. You know, I don't even know it because you've been running on adrenaline and I actually got myself into trouble by doing it when it all started. Um, I was pushing myself and like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. And I can do this and take this on. And I think my problem also is that I have a hard time saying no. Mm-hmm. And um, 
so yes I wasn't eating properly I wasn't sleeping properly I just wasn't taking care of myself because I wanted to do what my like I wanted to see what my limit was you know how far I can go with it but then when the pandemic started I also stopped for a second because I said what if I get sick then I'm not going to have enough strength to get better and if I get sick then a lot of people that count on me you know won't be able to count on me anymore and Mm -hmm. things will start falling apart so then I stopped and I I started to read more about you know self-care and you know how you can actually you know just relax your mind and because I wouldn't sleep if I went to sleep I would be sleep like I would still cooking in my dreams and Mm -hmm. I'll be still you know doing my recipes and that and that just wasn't resting my mind was just non-stop so right now I can just I know how to um pause and just clear my mind and just fall asleep open my eyes and start again you know and I feel rested it's like you know what there's another day and it's okay to say no sometimes Mm -hmm. you know uh yeah that's my problem that's my curse I think too this is my yeah this is all amazing uh amazing advice what um and and the cool part about this is it's it can be implemented for anybody doing anything, whether they wanted to start, you know, their restaurant on their own or, or just chase their dreams, whether they want to be an athlete, whether they want to be an entrepreneur, they could be anything. And it, all of what you're saying relates to all of that for sure. Um, where have you had the, like the, the thought process about scaling? Like, obviously you were talking about the restaurant, um, and whether, whether to start that or, or, you know, take on a a cafe or something like that but have you even just thought about hiring maybe like a sous chef under you and just being able to even scale to like doing your dinners two nights a week or something yes actually right now it's no longer an one person gig okay i did hire my family there we go (laughs) so uh, my daughter she is my salad person awesome yeah so she does my salads and um that's pretty amazing uh, then my son comes from work and he jumps and he fries the pierogi because yep. you know the busiest time for me is uh, when the school is over and the work is over. Everybody just right. comes and um, so yes. And then Grandma lives close by and she's awesome. She's so organized and she keeps everything tidy. And she actually does the dishes and it's like you know what? If I ever have the restaurant, okay, when I have it, um, I am going to pay. And have insurance and the best deal for my um, dishwasher because mm-hmm. this person is amazing and you cannot live with somebody that's organized and really they're gonna have everything they want because yeah that'd be the most valuable person in my kitchen. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. So no, this is great. And then Grandma, she loves it. She, it's her chance of you know coming out of the house and helping out. Plus, uh, her background is Hungarian, so I am stealing. Well, not stealing mastering her recipes because you know what it's something that we're gonna remember her by and we just love her cooking as well and she's so awesome so we have um the dishes will also have the you know hungarian flair actually this tuesday tomorrow we're gonna be able to have the hungarian paprikash chicken paprikash yeah and uh, yeah she's awesome so yes it's no longer one person um gig and then my issue is if I ever hire somebody from the outside, that's another thing. When you have your restaurant, you have a vision. Mm-hmm. So I would have to find someone that has the same vision as me and the same passion. And if they make something that they put their heart into it, it's not, you know, 
I don't want it to be like a burger at McDonald's that just put in the bag and you go. No, it has to mean something to you. And you kind of have to own it. And yeah, it just, it's just, it's a piece of art. Yeah. You know, it's not just a little bag of something. I love that. I love, I love your whole story. I love that you're bringing your family into it. I love that you have, um, I don't know, mastered, but definitely taken fear head on and, and kind of, uh, realize the difference between fear and danger. Cause that's, I mean, again, that's something that everybody faces, uh, and something that I've had to deal with myself. Um, and I also just, I love your vision and the fact that you are owning it and you know, okay, maybe I don't have a coffee shop yet or a cafe or a restaurant, but you know, like I will, it, it's coming. I just don't have it yet. And, and to be able to have that, to have those dreams, whether you write them down or whether they're in, in your mind, but just to, to own it and and instead of being like oh i wish one day or wouldn't it be cool to just say no like i i will have this one day uh this mm-hmm. is this is coming into the future it just isn't here yet yes. um to have that it is pretty incredible so i think everything that you're doing um is phenomenal i love the direction of this and i can't wait to come back here one summer and <laughs> come eat at your your cafe and your restaurant um Kasha, I'm going to move us on to the next part of the show that Mm -hmm. I call the fire round. And I'm just going to fire a couple quick questions at you that I ask all of our guests. Um, Do you have a favorite quote or a quote that you currently live by? I don't really have favorite quotes. I just live by some rules, you know, make everything with love and um, be kind. Um, Follow your dreams. You know, don't be afraid. It's okay to fail. If you fail, you just, you know, if you fall off your horse, get on it. (laughs) Um, I love making mistakes, you know. It just makes me a stronger person. It just makes you, it keeps you going. I don't feel that it sets me back in any way, you know. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, just, yeah, just follow your heart, I would say. And uh, I, I, I love that. That you've just listed all of those things off, uh, including follow your heart, but but not just saying it that you, that you do live it, uh, and and that's just I don't know great proof of of what you're currently doing. So thank you for following your heart and, and sharing this with all of us. Um, Kasha, do you have a favorite book or current book that you might be reading? I think I have like maybe five books by my bed because uh, it depends on what mood. If I go to sleep, it's like, oh, what should I do? Should I be learning something? Should I be meditating? Should I be praying? Um, I have Prayed and Prejudice uh, by my side right now mm-hmm. because I wanted to learn oral English. I've seen, the, I've seen the movie and I like how they were speaking and I wanted to learn. Just the f- I have fascination with language as mm-hmm. well. I like it. And actually... Um, learning how to cook and whatnot, you had to learn the language, right? So anything you learn, you learn the language. So I just picked up the Pride and Prejudice because I wanted to study the words. I have, um, what else do I have? I have Tuesdays with Maury. It's uh, about dying and being with someone while mm-hmm. they're dying. Um, what else do I have? Um, well, there's Sunflowers by Van Gogh. It's, uh, I like reading that story. It's uh, based on letters that Van Gogh sent to his brother. And then wow. you have the better understanding of the artist. But yeah, it's, I, I love it. It just makes me feel happy. And just around the corner, there's a f- field of sunflowers and it just makes me feel like I'm in Italy or something. 
because you know cool. I, I study arts and I actually never been and physically seen them all I just saw slides so that's one thing in, on my mind to go and uh, travel and actually see the art that I studied in person um, so yeah no favorite book I just read whatever interests me at the time really love it yeah I love it <laughs> you I, I find your in, your story so interesting and, and just everything I just love to see when people I don't know, just live it out in, in real life. And, and I definitely think that you're doing that. Uh, what might be a lesson that you have learned, whether it be through uh, a mistake or through the success of just everything that you're doing right now or kind of starting uh, Cash's Gourmet Kitchen or, or any of that? Um, I think maybe it goes back to that story about the exhaustion, you know, that you do have to take. Um, so that was... I think it was a little bit of a mistake that I pushed myself so hard that I almost um, lost it because um, my mom came to visit and she saw me. She kind of got scared. She goes, okay, you need to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know you're having fun and you're being, um, you want to go after your dream, but like you need to take care of yourself. Um, so I think that was kind of scary and that what taught me and made me realize, okay, I have to take care of me. Yeah. As well, not just everybody around me, you know. So that was the lesson that I learned from that. Yeah. Awesome. No, I think I think just self-care is extremely important and and I almost at times I feel like society um I don't know if down talks it, but but there's a lot of talk about hustle. You know what I mean? And and whether it's like your side hustle or this or that or the other thing, but essentially just like pushing yourself to those extremes like it's I've definitely heard of people that like brag about how little sleep that they get I know I don't know why people think their success is what you do and you know how busy you are I think success is when you have the time to yourself because you actually accomplish what you wanted you do have time to do you have time to do what you like to do instead of being super busy I think that I think people lost it what the meaning of success is yeah no i i remember hearing a, a quote one time and, and i thought it was pretty humorous and it's not an exact uh relation to this <laughs> but it was something along the lines of like um you know a, a lion sleeps 23 hours a day um imagine like good thing that they sleep 23 hours a day because you know <laughs> the, the the planes would be empty if they were up all day like you know just just killing everything and, and eating everything in sight but but it just reminds me that you know you can be successful and you can be um i guess you can be you successful have, yeah balance su- yeah have balance mm-hmm. but also just be more efficient with your time yes for sure that's what um, i learned through it too that you can you can grind you know 22 hours a day and you're like oh sweet i'm only sleeping two hours a day mm-hmm. it's like well have you thought about sleeping more and being more efficient with your time because True. that's something that uh, time efficiency is something i regularly struggle with um but I'm, I'm working on it and and i guess uh one of the first steps is 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 awareing that you need to work on something. So uh, that's yeah. definitely something I'm working on. Yeah, time on. management. I guess yeah. waking up early, you know, before mm-hmm. everybody else, you have that extra time mm-hmm. to put in things, and then just go to sleep regular hour. But wake up early, it just yeah, it's just so much more you can do in the morning. My goodness. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely a, a yeah. big believer of that myself. Um, Kasha, if today was your last day on Earth, uh, and everything that you've done. So all of the awards, all of your recipes, all of these incredible lessons that you've just shared with us, everything was to go away with you. And all that you were left with was a pen and a, 
um, and a piece of paper. And you could leave three truths, three things that you believe to be true. You could share this with your friends, your family, with the next generations. What would those three truths be? Actually, I ask my question, that question myself every day, pretty much. If I die today, what would be my legacy? Mm-hmm. How people would remember me? What would they, what would my eulogy say, you know? Um, and how do I want to be remembered? I think I'm going to, I'm trying to change the world dish at a time. And there were some people that never missed a Tuesday, in a sense. Uh, they've been coming for two years to eat. And because they need the companion, I think, uh, we just became great friends. And I think just being for someone there, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I can just put what I do aside. But if somebody needs me, I'm going to go and help them. So I just, yeah, I think just love everybody and uh, just follow your heart and yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Just be true to yourself, I think. Um, I know we try to, you know, you're going to be somebody else in front of your parents. You might be somebody else in front of your um, co-workers. So you can be somebody else, you know, somewhere else. And I think you should not judge yourself in your head and always be yourself. So people remember you for who you are. And I think that people at work would say the same thing about me. Um, I'm infectious, I would say. Uh, be joyful. Um Really, you have a. Ch- I would say, you know what? When you wake up in the morning, you have a choice. You can be happy, or you can have a really crappy day. But mm-hmm. it, I think happiness is a choice in a sense. So, choose happiness. I love that. Um, and I just, yeah, just love everybody. You know, love fixes everything. Like seriously, when I was, yeah, my friend was struggling, and the only thing I said, "How can I help you? What do you need from me?" And she would say, "All I need is love." And it was just so simple. And yeah. So just that taught me a lesson. That's awesome. That's all people need, really. They just need compassion and somebody to listen to them. Mm -hmm. So just be there for them. You know, always find time. Don't say, I hate that word busy. Maybe I'll say busy. I try not to use that word ever. I'm never too busy to help somebody. Yeah. You know, you just, yeah. I don't know if I answer your question or not. No, no, you It just takes me to so many different (laughs) thoughts, you know. It's just hard sometimes to answer a question. Well, (laughs) I I think you answered it. uh, Mm And, and way beyond because you gave way more than just three answers there. But, mm. and, and I love all of that. One thing that you said in there that really, well, you said a lot that, that Sorry. Uh, you know, sings <laughs> true to me, but, um, <laughs> but you, you said uh, be true to yourself. And, and I thought that was incredible as well. Cause, or maybe that's just something that, that I've struggled with over the years where um, there's almost like uh what you're supposed to be, whether that be for your your parents, whether it be for your friends, uh, whether, you know, there's this like interpretation of who you're supposed to be sometimes. And, and I feel like now more than ever with social media that exists. Um, and it took me a while. I don't know exactly when, when I kind of figured it out for myself, but I would say probably more recent than later um, that it's just like, you know what, I'm just going to be me and... The rest of the world can either like it or not. Precisely. And I'll just yeah. Deal with it. Kasha, um, something that I always try to do with my guests is I try to give back as much as I can. So, is there anything that you're currently focusing on that either I could help you with or possibly even my listeners? You just did, just by offering me this opportunity to be here and talk to you. 
was like, how am I going to talk about myself for so long? I try, I, I would say I'm more of a listener um, than a talker. And just that you found me fascinating in a sense that I, you know, it's like, really? I do feel like I do believe myself, but it's just that you chose me to do it. I think that was great. And I consider myself a shy person, even though people don't think I am, because mm-hmm. I always have a big smile on my face. And uh, But yes, I am shy. So just doing this and uh, facing the fear of an interview, uh, and because it's supposed to happen earlier, and this weekend was a torture, just, you know, mm-hmm. thinking about doing this. So just for... T- so now I conquered another thing. So I want to say thank you because now I know I can do it. And you know what? I think this will help me because if anybody else hears it, maybe it will inspire somebody to do something, you know? Just go for what you love. Everything will align. Just put your heart into it, you know? Yeah. Awesome. You can't go wrong with that. Awesome. I I love all the advice mm-hmm. that you have given throughout this entire show. Uh, this is truly incredible. And thank you for your time. Um, to share this all with us. For anybody out there that wants to kind of follow along your journey or that would maybe like to check out uh, Cash's Gourmet Kitchen, what might be the best way for them to follow along or to, you know, check out some of your food or to come visit uh, the the food to fork, or that the fork to, uh, yeah, but if, <laughs> if they'd like to come check out the, the farm to fork or any of that, where's the best way for people to connect with you? Well, I operate on Facebook. So if you go to Kasha, K-A-S-I-A, apostrophe S, Gourmet Kitchen, or you can go and come to our dinners. We usually have them once a month. And for that, you would have to go on the Whitewater Inn Beachbrook. Okay. And you can book your uh, stay at the inn or you can come just to the dinner. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have yet to uh, to do that, and that's been on our hit list. Even before we came up to uh, to the Ottawa Valley, Emily and I were like, oh, we have to go eat at, at Cash's um, Gourmet Kitchen, the farm-to-fork whole experience, and you guys have been booked solid. So obviously yes. it speaks to just how incredible your food is, the whole experience, and again, you've won all these awards. So congrats for all that you've done. Thank you again so much for sharing your story with us. For anybody out there that has gotten value out of this, um, please, if you could share it out with one person, um, as that's my whole goal with this podcast is to build a community feel, to share like-minded thoughts, advice, uh, share your story of courage, inspiration. And yeah, I think there's just honestly some incredible, um, inspiring stories throughout this and advice that you've given so many people. So if you got that out of it as much as I did, please share it out with, uh, with one person or, or throw it up on your social media if you want and, and give Kasha some love there too so more people can come experience her food as well. And for that, I would like to say thank you guys all for tuning in, for listening. And as always, I'm Nick Troutman signing off, wishing you all an awesome day. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.